Hi, everyone, my beautiful humans. Today is a special edition Halloween villain Disney talk. What? What else can I possibly give you that is going to be so freaking awesome to talk about? Like, what is better than talking about villains? Come on. Anyways, um, before we get into it, I'm your host, Stephanie Escoto uh, from Creative Street um, Podcast. And then with me, obviously, is my co-host, my uh, partner in crime, my other villain, uh, Diana Perez, host of it's not about me <laughs> podcast yes absolutely first of all I gotta say I am loving this energy that you're portraying because I am super excited to get Disney and to get villainous yes let's go let's do this and happy Halloween y'all happy happy Halloween, Halloween. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah well, well we might throw in some like spooky sounds Ooh, yeah we just might <laughs> <laughs> all right um so like we did with the past Disney ones, we're going to go ahead and just start naming random villains um, and kind of talk about what we like about them and really what made them evil, maybe what not made them evil, right? Like sometimes you're not a villain, you're just seen as a villain. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So on that note, to start off, I want to start off with Zira. From Go Lion King it. 2. I think mm-hmm. it's only appropriate. Because Zira. Like Zira's some wicked. Twisted woman. Right? <laughs> she is twisted. She's a mm-hmm. savage. She like. She has a whole song. About can't. Like that she can't wait. To see the blood turn. <laughs> the sky turn red with blood. <laughs> after killing Simba. And squealing. And like Kiara squealing at her grass. Like. It's I'm a wonderful you, she, song. It's a wonderful song. It's it's so emotive. Love, mm-hmm. Yeah. What I love is that she she admits she's like, yeah, I'm just I'm kind of petty. She mm-hmm. literally she says, says it. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm just petty. Mm-hmm. Right? But is she a villain? Is she a villain? Yes, but I'm gonna argue that my girl was just put into her like it's it's a product of her environment and of mm-hmm. the decisions that happened. She she didn't have a choice but to be a villain. It's either that mm-hmm. or watch her pride starve. So Zira, Zira is uh, my number one pick right now. I love that pick. As you know, I also am a huge Zira fan because we've talked about this in our last Disney episode that we are super fanatics of Lion King 2. And mm-hmm. Zira is, like you said, such a great portrayal of the perspective of someone who grows up in poverty and in a very challenging environment and the kind of mindset you can develop when you Mm -hmm. grow up in such an environment, right? Because it all comes down to survival, just Mm -hmm. like humans. Like you said, Zira was just trying to survive. She wanted her pride to survive. And and when you throw in that survival aspect, you're you, willing to do anything. Exa- that's exactly what I was going to say. You'd be surprised of what you'd be capable of doing. And it is actually crazy because we see a lot of stories or, or hear a lot of stories like in the real world about, you know, little kids that steal things from gas stations or grocery stores or even adults sometimes. Mm-hmm. And it's so easy to judge and say, oh my gosh, how could this 
kid steal or how could this person steal? But there's so much more going on sometimes, you know, sometimes these kids are stealing because they don't have food at home. Mm -hmm. They don't have that, that security. And so, Mm -hmm. and obviously it's not saying that it's okay, but it's understandable. Like, how can you expect a child to, to not want to, you know, fend for themselves? And Mm -hmm. unfortunately, sometimes that's the option that's presented. And, and at that moment, that's the best option for that kid. You can't blame them. They're not, they depend on other people and those people are not dependable. So they have to depend on themselves. And, and sometimes their, their hands are twisted. Mm-hmm. And Zira is a great representation of that. She was dealt, you know, bad cards, just a, a rough hand. A rough and then, hand. And like, I like how you're, you, you're talking about it in the perspective of a kid, but that kid becomes an adult, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's why you also have these adults that are in that same kind of predicament and mm-hmm. why they grow up to do what they do. Mm-hmm. Like it starts off, yes, as a kid, but if you don't have somebody there at some point to help you to grow and show you some support and kind of help, um, then it becomes a lot harder, right? And so you mm-hmm. become the adult version of what you were as a kid. The only mm-hmm. difference is as a kid, you get a slap on the wrist. As an adult, you got slapped on some handcuffs, mm-hmm. right? Um. So yeah, and unfortunately, Zira was at the stage of an adult, but Kovu and Vitani and even Nuka, they were just kids growing mm-hmm. up. Even Nuka, who is a teenager at that time right because he doesn't have his full mane he literally mm-hmm. looks like what a lion looks like as a teenager mm-hmm. no full mane but his mane is coming in and at that time he's still kind of depending on the mother mm-hmm. um so and i'm talking about like actual lions <laughs> yeah point, right yeah like not you're not gonna see that in the movie mm-hmm. but the reason that they designed him this way is to show that he's still dependent on Zira. Mm-hmm. Zira has a lot to carry. Not only is there no male mm-hmm. like at the edge at the at the head of the pride, mm-hmm. like because technically it was Scar who was, right? Mm-hmm. And Scar is dead. So now she has to fulfill that role. Now she has to provide for not just her cubs, but for all these other lioness. Mm-hmm. And they don't have food they have no shade so that's why it goes back to their their bleaching from constantly being in the sun Mm -hmm. right and like the malnutrition that they have so she's just put in a very rough spot Mm -hmm. however my girl is a villain (laughs) let's just bring this full circle i want to give her the benefit of the doubt but my girl is a villain she is a savage because no matter how much poverty she's got on her back and all the things, that girl just sleeps dreaming, <laughs> that, like just dreams of killing Simba. Like, yeah. that's how mad she is, right? Yeah. And if she couldn't kill Simba, she was like, well, Kiara's the second best thing I could do. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, there's so much to just that one movie because as you were talking about Nuka, I was thinking Nuka is a whole other thing. Like Nuka. Nuka didn't even have a chance. He literally says, I didn't even stand a chance. Yes, he didn't. And the thing with Nuka is he's so desperate for his mother's approval that he's willing to do anything to gain it, which is why he ends up going after Simba. And, Mm -hmm. you know, in the end, 
because he was so desperate for that. And and that's another common thing, you know, not necessarily that it turns into an evil thing in real life, but there are a lot of kids that are desperate for their mother's approval. And like, so they're willing to do anything. Yeah. It's like, it's like he says, he literally didn't even have have a chance. Mm -hmm. He didn't have a chance in the context that he was talking about it. But if you look at it more abstractly, he didn't even have a chance because he was so desperate for his mom's approval that he was never really going to get not until after mm-hmm. she was like, no, he's dead. Mm-hmm. Like that's where it hit her. Like, mm-hmm. Oh my God, he was so great. Like he was so loyal to me and now I've lost him. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Yeah. It, that's a whole other Nuka's a whole other, just like sad part of the story. But then Also, just like you brought it back full circle and you said Zira is a villain. And it's true because at the very end of the movie, she has a chance for redemption and she doesn't take it, right? Mm -hmm. Like Simba offers her a chance to join the pride. Mm -hmm. And he he realizes, yeah, we do have all the riches here and we are one. We are all lions. We should all be together. And he has Mm -hmm. that realization and he extends his hand and she rejects it. And that that is also another huge just life lesson. It's like, don't ever get to the point where you resent so much that you're not willing to let go and see an opportunity mm-hmm. in front of you because that happens a lot too. Sometimes we it's- carry so much mm-hmm. that sometimes the people that we carry these things against, you know, they they do feel bad and they do seek that forgiveness from you and they do want to repair the relationship and you're so resented that you just like, no. I don't want to repair this. And, you know, the doors close. And as we've said before, you're the only one that's going to hurt, you know, from that, from, from leaving that door closed from, from mm-hmm. having that resent me. So that, that is a very real conclusion that a lot of people have when they're given the choice to either forgive or not. A lot of people choose no. Mm-hmm. And then it's, it's, it's a tragic ending for some people. Mm-hmm. So that's also just a great. And when she's thing. in that iconic just the iconic way, just like, um, so Mufasa is held over the fire by Scar, right? Scar holds, uh, no, Simba holds Scar over the fire as well. That's, well, Scar I can't remember had Mufasa on, I, over the cliff. Yeah, I can't which remember. Which is when he lets go. I can't remember if again it happens, but I know Simba in Lion King 2 dreams of Kovu mm-hmm. holding him over that cliff just like mm-hmm. they did with the father, mm-hmm. right? And then I don't know if you caught this, D, but at the very end, Zira is hanging off a cliff. Just mm-hmm. instead of fire being around, it's the river, it's mm-hmm. the water washing away all of this. And she's hanging on there and Kiara's like, Zero, take my paw. Mm-hmm. And at first, Zero swats it and is like, mm-hmm. no. Mm-hmm. But then Kiara's like, come on, I'm trying to help you. And finally, when it clicked for Zero, it was too late. Mm-hmm. She tries to grab mm-hmm. Kiara and ends up slipping and falling into the river. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a very poetic way of just being like, finally, this has all been cleansed. Like this. Yeah this resentment has been wiped away uh, clean, you know, like the slate has been wiped clean. There Mm -hmm, you go. That's what I'm mm -hmm. trying to get at. Yeah. That's a good point with the river. Like that is a very good point because it it does change. First it was a stampede, then fire and then water and water Mm -hmm. is a very cleansing thing. So that is a great way to look at it. Mm 
and that is how it ends it's a new beginning at the ending for everybody mm -hmm. and it's you know disney always wants to have a happy ending so <laughs> but yeah my girl zero zero great choice zero is top notch top notch um i'm gonna choose the next one <laughs> go for it and i'm gonna choose the variety of stitch jumba and pleakley as my next villains so Whoa. throwing in stitch in there throwing in stitch um it's stitch is such an interesting movie because there's not really like a blatant villain in the sense that there is in other movies where you can really identify who the villain is. Mm -hmm. Like the whole movie is just Stitch being created for evil, right? So apparently he's supposed to be the villain and he gets to Earth and he starts being destructive. And then we know he meets Lilo and he's still kind of trying to figure it out. He doesn't really understand, you know, what Lilo's trying to teach him until he mm -hmm. has his resolution at the end. But it's interesting because we have Stitch who literally didn't have any choice but to be exactly who he was because he was literally created to be evil. He, he wasn't given a, a choice, a sense in the matter. Mm -hmm. We have this experiment. Then we have Jumba and Pleakley who all they're doing is trying to retrieve Stitch. So they're not even really villains. They're just kind of like they were sent on a task to retrieve this experiment. Yeah, because he, Jumba doesn't want to go back to jail. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly and Peakley is just the the watchdog of this guy sent to go catch his own experiment exactly yeah I mean Jumpa was in the wrong for creative in the first place but it was never his intention for him to escape and even get on earth mm -hmm. so now he gets sent to retrieve him so they're kind of like they don't mean any harm on planet earth mind you Peakley is constantly saying like don't the harm <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> he has such a respect for the planet so they're really just trying to get Stitch back. But it's so cool to see like everything that happens and the transformation that Stitch has in just meeting this one little girl. And like, I love that they made her a little girl. Like they could have made Stitch's companion like a whole adult. Mm -hmm. And like, you would think, oh, the adult is is the one that can affect this, this creature because adults are so wise and they're so mature and they're mm -hmm. so this, but no. It's Lilo and her innocence and her purity that is and her exactly what it her authenticity. Yeah. Because it was exactly who she was. It she was exactly mm -hmm. who she was, flaws mm -hmm. and all. Flaws and, and all. And being able to be vulnerable around him. So then yeah. him realizing it's okay to be vulnerable mm -hmm. and wanting to reciprocate that vulnerability with her. Exactly. Like to her. Yeah. And she and it's interesting that she was able to do that for him because she came from a broken family. She only had her sister. She lost her parents. And even that, and we see, obviously she loves her sister, but she's in constant conflict with her sister too. Mm -hmm. So it's not like she's got the perfect relationship with her sister. That's a whole conflict that goes on throughout the movie. But even through all that, like she still wants to help Stitch kind of like discover who he is and teach him like, you know, what it means to have a family, even though her family is broken, she still mm -hmm. values family. And she understands that, that it's something that he can have and that she can offer him. And like that influence, like it, it really does go back to who you surround yourself with, because who you surround yourself with really influences your mindset and who you become as a person. And because Stitch had Lilo specifically, mm -hmm. specifically Lilo to teach him all these things, even though he was made to be pure evil, <laughs> 
he learns he learned he wasn't even human he was a completely mm -hmm. different creature and he still learned what it meant to be family and it wasn't something that she forced on him he had to kind of learn it on his own and mm -hmm. he he himself came to that conclusion and he was like oh my gosh like i get it mm -hmm. and then he was willing to go and and face his actual fear he's been running away from this guy um I forget his name. The, the Gumba? No, no, no. Not Gumba. Jumba's Jumba? Not Jumba. The big Gigi? guy? Oh, um... Gosh, oh, my guy. Uh, they're so... They're just weird there's names. Agent Bubbles. Is No, Angel, no, not Agent, Agent Bubbles. Agent Bubbles. That's uh, the actual agent. Um, I don't remember his name. Whatever. The the The, the shark huge head. guy. The, the one that the gets heart... sent at the end. Yeah. Exactly. The one that gets the... sent at the end because the Jumba and Plili can't do their jobs right. So she's like, you know what? We'll go get him for me. Like he was running away from him because he knew what he was there for. And at the end of the day, at the end of that whole situation, he's like, oh my gosh, I got to go get Lilo back. So mm -hmm. much so that he faced his fear to go retrieve Lilo. That That's how deep the transformation was. And like No. And like he was in handcuffs and everything. And mm -hmm. he was like, all right, I'm willing to go with you. But can I say bye to my family? Mm -hmm. and is that that's what, the most like that was, like impactful that, that movie makes me cry every time i watch it because yeah like my god he he even was willing to turn himself in like what mm -hmm. a change what a 180 from one little girl that he came in contact with y'all children are powerful i'm just gonna say that right now children are truly powerful and and yeah that's what he needed mm -hmm. so the, that's like the only story that we really see like kind of evil turn good and change it doesn't end in kind of like a, a a villain dying or or anything like that it just no. changes stitch yeah. stays jump and plickly are even like you know like they're like yeah we're gonna say too we're just gonna yeah. say too it's fine exactly. i'm so curious about i'm gonna dress up as a woman you dress up as a exactly. fat man we're good <laughs> we're gonna learn some more about planet earth like it was such a happy <laughs> ending like all around it's such a great uh, movie but yeah never seen creatures want to stay on earth so bad <laughs> you got know. the whole universe out there you, you I, know. I know that's a good point like you came and you saw and you still want to stay okay <laughs> how right. bad is it out there for real <laughs> but yeah oh my God. that is my choice little stitch even evil can turn good mm -hmm. with the right influence all right all right plus i got my stitch cup i'm drinking coffee and just gonna oh, represent so right just, there yeah that makes mm -hmm. uh all the sense yeah you, you got simba on your shirt too mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you got simba on your shirt there you go simba we talk zero and i have lion king it's lion king one but that's okay still lion king it's still lion king i mean he's mm -hmm. he's one of the main characters in lion king too. <laughs> that's true literally yeah. called simba's prime so. <laughs> that's true done there done. you go <laughs> um by the way can i just like quickly i know this is villainous guys but like let me talk about Timon and Pumba right quick. <laughs> How hilarious are they? They're and Lion so King good. too. They gave them even more witty like mm -hmm. jokes in there. Like that's not a king. That's a fuzzy maraca. Like it's true. No, they're great. That? They and they're so pivotal. It's funny because they were pivotal to Simba's journey, and they were just as pivotal to Kiara's journey. They really were. Yeah. Somebody's got to put Shout a beeper out. on this kid. <laughs> They did the grunt work with Kiara for they sure. They really did. Um, all right. So back to villainous. I'm sorry about that. Uh, so for my other villain, I'm so torn. All right. So 
I'm going to go with an unconventional villain. Do it. Radcliffe. Go for it. Okay. That's a good Radcliffe one. is the villain in Pocahontas, for those of you that aren't too aware. Mm-hmm. He is the villain of Pocahontas. I can argue, although John Smith is not seen as a villain mm-hmm. for the most part, at the beginning, he is a villain, right? Mm-hmm. Because he goes in there with the idea that he's going to kill these Indians. Mm-hmm. He's going to kill the Native Americans that are there. He's killed many Native Americans in the past. If you see mm-hmm. the intro of the movie, he uh, he is so, uh, what's it called? So proud mm-hmm. of having all this experience and like, you know, the newcomers um thomas he's he's so excited to be on the ship with this man who is renowned for having done these uh, like uh, atrocities right mm-hmm. in these new worlds and radcliffe radcliffe's just greedy he's your typical greedy villain and it's, mm-hmm. honestly to him there is no redeeming quality to me except for the fact that i get it how could you not be greedy? And after you hear that Cortez has found amazing gold, just mm-hmm. so happens you landed in the wrong place, my dude. But, you know, I get it. I get the greed. We all greedy. To some mm-hmm. degree, we are all greedy. Tell me you're not. Let's talk about it. Um. So he's a villain. But I don't say he's a villain because of his greed. He's a villain because even after John Smith, after he met Pocahontas Pocahontas changed his mind Pocahontas sang the song Colors of the Wind they had a whole montage and homie was a new man Mm -hmm. and even after that and Thomas witnessing that John Smith and Pocahontas got a thing going on right even then Radcliffe was like nah I don't believe you guys they have the gold that I want he the villain part about Radcliffe was that he let his greed cloud his judgment, even though they kept telling him there is no gold here. Mm -hmm. Stop destroying the forest. Stop trying to kill people. It's not here. Let's just pack up and go somewhere else. Mm -hmm. He refused to do that. He thought that the Indians, that Pocahontas' tribe was hoarding this gold, Mm -hmm. right? Um, and that they were lying to him and all of this. And so he tried to turn those men that they they witnessed it. They're just men trying to find a new life because that's that's really what they were. They were trying to find gold so they can send back to their home mm-hmm. and to just make a new life for themselves. Mm-hmm. They wanted what everybody, I think, in this world wants, which is just freedom and the opportunity to make yourself, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't blame the guys. Radcliffe just let his judgment go a little too haywire, right? And there was no moment of uh, of turnaround for him. There was there was for the dog. I don't know if you remember that, but the, do- <laughs> but the, the dog, dog went. I the dog that. went from savage, constantly trying to go at Miko, mm-hmm. to out of nowhere, like, oh. Like, we're all friends now. <laughs> you know what the I dog. mean? Like, mm-hmm. even the dog had like a moment of transformation. Everybody had a moment of transformation, right? Like, up mm-hmm. until the very end, Thomas was like, he'll die. Like, he told Pocahontas at the end, John Smith is going to die if he stays here. Mm-hmm. 
And so everybody had to change your heart. Everybody was willing to work together and live something new and be in this new land, even without the gold. Mm -hmm. The only one that couldn't accept that is my villain, Radcliffe. Nice. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I think that was perfectly said. <laughs> he couldn't. I like that. You said his greed clouded his judgment. It's true. He killed people for no reason because he was convinced that they had something that he wanted. And <laughs> so much so that he was willing to take a life for it. Many lives for Many it. Many lives for it. Mm-hmm. And he was willing to put that blood not just on his hands. Well, not even on his hands, because let's be honest here. He was going to lead the war. Most leaders don't end up getting their mm-hmm. hands dirty. It's the rest of the troops that go, that fight that battle. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he was going to bloody the hands of everybody else except his own for nothing. For nothing. That's wild. And that happens all the time. Mm-hmm. That's why wow. I chose them also. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, guys. Okay, and this is going to sound... uh very villainous of me but one of my favorite songs is savages from pocahontas mm-hmm. because Facts. like she she knows she knows i know one of my favorite songs not because i agree with what it says but it's because of what the song represents and how it's depicted right you're seeing one side you're seeing the other and then you're seeing pocahontas who's in this middle ground who the symbol of the whole movie is that she had a dream, right? The the idea of the whole movie is that she had a dream of this arrow pointing her down her path, right? Like that's literally what the movie starts off with is her having this conversation with the tree. And I love the symbolism of the wise old tree, mm-hmm. right? And so in the middle of Savages, she is broken. She's sad. She, John Smith gets captured. She lost the respect of her fa- of her of her tribes people. Mm-hmm. Now they're gonna go to war. There's gonna be more loss. She lost Cocoam. Even if she didn't love him, right? In that way, at the end of the day, that's her people. And mm-hmm. she is the princess. That's her mm-hmm. people. So she felt it. Mm-hmm. She doesn't want war on her land. She knows that's not what 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 she what is should be happening, right? Mm-hmm. So she's having this moment, this breakdown moment, and Miko brings to her the compass that John had had gifted, and she sees the arrow. And in the middle of that song, you have the affirmation. And I, and I love it. I don't know why, but it always gives me goosebumps. Mm-hmm. The affirmation of Grandmother Willow telling her, it's the arrow from your dreams. You know your path. You just got to follow it. No matter how. And that's literally the exact quote that it happens. Mm-hmm. But like, to me, it was a beautiful way of telling her it's going to suck. But you need to go and stop this because it's mm-hmm. not what's supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. And for the rest of the song of Savages, it's her making her way to that while the tension is building up until she finally breaks that tension and says, if you're going to kill him, you're going to kill me as well. And mm-hmm. let's do this. Mm-hmm. That's kind of, that's a like... <laughs> hate to bring it back to Lion King too but hearing you say that that's almost like a direct parallel of Kovu and Kiara like literally they both put themselves in the center of each other's families 
for mm-hmm. the greater good. Wow, mm-hmm. look at Disney. It had mm-hmm. never made that connection before, but that is exactly making it full circle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was cool. Um, I feel like we need to have a like a whole, like a whole other Disney, um, episode because as you were talking about that it reminded me of one time where we were talking about Pocahontas and I can't remember if you agreed with me or not, but like, and I'm not going to get into this because I want to talk about my vending. Cause that's what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about, <laughs> right, we're here to talk about it's villains. Halloween, but just a quick <laughs> note. I, when I watched that movie as an adult, I've only seen it a couple of times, but when I watched it as an adult, I was like, why the heck did my girl not pick Cocoa? I'm like, Cocoa seemed like a great choice. And I wonder if I'm the only person that believes that Cocoa would have been the better choice. Like, I don't understand why Cocoa wasn't enough for her. So, okay. And I I, I, I need to do it because you brought up the, the thing. You <laughs> Make know it quick because we got to move on. Because we can have a whole thing. episode okay, 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 about okay, okay. this. We okay, don't have okay. to go that, in, that deep right. into it. So Cocoa, it's not that she didn't like him. It's like Cocoa was a safe choice. Mm-hmm. She talks about it in the song Riverbend right Mm -hmm. that's what we talked about Mm -hmm. you're seeing the comparison and she and she's not a person to stay in her comfort zone she's not Mm -hmm. one to follow the grain that's not who she is Mm -hmm. she likes to dream she likes to dream big she likes Mm -hmm. to venture out and be wild that's just just in her nature Mm -hmm. okay coco is being safe is being guarded is is not letting you be who you are. It is her exact opposite. And although maybe to some people, that is the best choice to balance you out. It's also the choice that would have stopped her from dreaming and from being the person that she is. So in that representation in Riverbend, when you choose the smoothest course or mm-hmm. or the, the other one, the smooth course is cocoam like her father says mm-hmm. that he has the beating drum mm-hmm. or do you go down the chaotic one where you're more likely to be challenged grow learn new things see new things see the world mm-hmm. and if you're watching her that's literally the path she chooses she chooses um and I, i'm gonna we're gonna have a whole episode about we're gonna, that. We're gonna go ahead and leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, I wanna I wanna talk about that in a separate episode because there's so much, and we have already had this conversation. But I feel like it's such such a great conversation because it really depends on perspective. Mm-hmm. And I want, and we have different perspectives about that, which is why I want to talk about it with you specifically because we don't agree there. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious to see what other people think in terms of Cocoa or John Smith. Like, what would what would they choose the steady mm-hmm. course or the or the 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 rough course that you can't really yeah. see so we're gonna pin that and we're gonna talk about another episode because that's a fun topic <laughs> and then we'll put out a, as a poll yes we want to know yes like, i really Doc do want to know up. yes i gotta know i gotta know what the people think i can't be alone um <laughs> but anyways we'll we'll end with one more villain because i think we did three already so i'll do my fourth yes. i'll do my second and our fourth villain so villain that came to mind as we were talking was mother gotham no oh my god i didn't even yes. think of her me neither until we were talking she's i don't such know a why great villain. she's a wonderful villain for <laughs> so many reasons villain. let's freaking break it down because i'm excited <laughs> to talk about mother gotham first of all my girl mother gotham all she's chasing is youth right 
-hmm. like she realized yeah yeah, she realized when she found this flower that this flower gave her the power to 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 stay young to to Mm -hmm. be healthy to be young so much so and this was something that she was after so much so that she ended up stealing Rapunzel obviously mm-hmm. there comes the villain you don't go around stealing babies right like we don't <laughs> right have to... like this girl lived <laughs> for so long I don't think she ever had her own kid no otherwise you you wouldn't st- and you wouldn't just steal a baby to steal a baby you wouldn't just steal a baby and it wasn't her intention to steal the baby because when she cut off her hair she was going to take a piece of her hair Mm-hmm. But she realized that it lost the power. So she didn't go in there thinking she was going to steal the baby. Mm-hmm. She went in there thinking she was going to just take a piece of hair so that and she then could take done. it with her yeah. and she's done, right? In that frantic moment where she realizes that, oh my gosh, the hair doesn't work unless it's attached to this baby. People were already like going to come. So she had to make a quick decision. She's like, I guess I'm taking the baby. Like she didn't even have a chance. I'm going to die if I take this baby right now. <laughs> yeah. She That's didn't have a chance. She didn't have a chance to think about it. She had to make a snap decision. So she's like, I guess you're coming with me, right? We all know that that's obviously evil. Mm-hmm. But thinking about it as as a woman, as right. a woman, thinking about Mother Mother Gothel just wanting that that youth, like that's what we want as women. Like we, especially in the and society- no, even that, as men, let's be honest here. Some men, you know- they, they do I, and I'm sure they that's do. probably true. Yeah, that's probably true for men too. But I, I think it's more heavily for women because mm-hmm. men, for some reason, for some reason, I feel like men age so well and some women don't age so well. I guess it depends. <laughs> I'm going to put a it little depends. pin in that. Um, <laughs> we'll talk about that another time. Yeah, yeah but <laughs> I don't agree with that statement. Though. <laughs> the men that I've seen age well, and the women, some women age well too. It's really just genetics. Tell me what but culture they're from. <laughs> that's what that's what it comes down to is culture. Um, but I do feel like women feel like a pressure, a, a more societal pressure to be young, right? To, to mm-hmm. stay young, to 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 preserve youth, right? Like that's mm-hmm. why women, they buy hair dye because it's like, oh my God, I have white hairs coming. I'm going to dye my hair because of my white hair is a symbol of me aging. Like it's something mm-hmm. that's so, that women find it so hard to accept is this concept of aging. And mm-hmm. so thinking from that woman's perspective, like it makes sense that Mother Gothel is just trying to recover her youth because as a woman, that's what she wants. People, women, it feels like we need to value that youth and we're not allowed to age. We're not allowed to get older. We're not allowed to be excited about aging. We all like, oh my God, we got to stay young. We got to dye our hair. We got to do this so that nobody knows that we're getting older societally. Mm-hmm. And thinking about it through Mother Gothel's perspective, I can understand that desire for that so much so that my girl went to go sneak in and, and cut the baby's hair off. You know what I mean? I, I get it. I get it. So- but we we okay i agree with you i think the point is that she wants youth right Mm -hmm. because there's a thing about youth and then what i originally and now that you mentioned youth it makes a little more sense because she's always in the mirror going like this Mm -hmm. like looking at her wrinkles for Mm -hmm. me i thought she did it because she was afraid to die Mm. you get me like of growing old and dying Mm -hmm. but you're absolutely right that makes a little more sense how she's obviously constantly doing her wrinkle check and stuff Mm -hmm. like that that makes sense you're absolutely right i thought it was more of like oh this this girl is just afraid to die no i mean that could be part of it too no i think 
I think it's not her fear of death. I think it's her fear of getting old. Because the mm-hmm. moment that that they cut off Rapunzel's hair and she starts getting all old and she looks mm-hmm. at herself in the mirror, mm-hmm. she can't mm-hmm. stand the sight. And so mm-hmm. she freaks out and goes like this and yeah, then falls off and becomes dust. She does. Do she that. wasn't that's afraid of dying. She didn't want to see herself old. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. You're so right. You just right now nice (laughs) i'm so glad and honestly i didn't think about it until you i don't know what you said about another what we were talking about just now that she popped into my head and i was like oh my gosh like it it clicked to me for some reason while you were talking about something else i'm like oh yeah mother gotha wait a second she's a woman she doesn't oh grandmother willow maybe maybe something sparked that thought in my mind that i also hadn't thought about before and i'm like oh my god yeah She's a woman who wants youth. We are women. We want youth. We don't want to get old because people tell us that we shouldn't get old because if we're old, I don't even, I mean, I don't believe that. I like getting older, but I know it's a very popular, oops, it's a very popular female opinion to, and you know what? That's a lie because it's, that's a lie because as I've gotten older, it's not something that I thought about before, but now that I'm getting older, I, I do find myself trying to preserve my youth as well and not in a in a way I don't consume makeup I don't like I'm mm-hmm. ne- I, I'm never gonna dye my hair like I like white hair I can't wait to get white hair I think aging is a beautiful thing I really do mm-hmm. but as I'm getting older and I notice changes in my in my face and in my hair I'm like oh my gosh like my my eyebrows are thinning like I'm getting I have a bunch of pores and mm-hmm. I I want to stay looking young. Like that is a a kind of like a natural desire that I feel inside of myself. As much as I think aging is wonderful and I'm looking forward to it, Mm -hmm. there's also this part of me that does want to stay young. And I don't know if that's just like an instinctual female thing, Mm -hmm. but it makes sense to be now at this age that I'm starting to notice those changes. I'm like, oh my gosh, where are my eyebrows? (laughs) Like, where are they going? Why are they, why? It's frustrating. I'm like, I just want to have my regular eyebrows like face. What are you doing? And mind mm-hmm. you, I'm on the fortunate side because I got Latin genes. I don't even look my age. I look half mm-hmm. half my age. And even knowing that I'm like, no, like I need to start like buying some products, like some natural products to do my face cleaning and to put on my skin, like, mm-hmm. which is what I've, I've, I like changed like what the, the body wash that I use that my cousin recommended one. And it's like really good for my skin. And I'm like, yes, I feel smooth. Like it's soft. This is what I want. I want to stay young. So I get Mother Gothel mm-hmm. as a woman. I get her. Mm-hmm. I get her completely. And okay. So uh, another thing I kind of wanted to touch on with Mother Gothel. Mm-hmm. Can I say? Yeah, she locked her up in the castle. <laughs> it was a big castle, though. She, it, it, was a, <laughs> it was a big castle, right? She locked her up in the castle for a long time. But she didn't beat her. Mm-hmm. she wasn't she wasn't mean to her she bathed her she brushed her hair she gave her food i i'm sure my girl didn't learn how to clean by her damn self <laughs> or well yeah i'm sure that she taught her how to clean and how to cook and how to do things so that mm-hmm. while she's around she's not around living the youth that she got herself <laughs> yeah <laughs> this girl's gonna stay alive and my my hair supply is gonna keep growing. exactly you know exactly what I mean? like yeah she taught her well she mm-hmm. taught her well so 
she didn't abuse the girl. Like she, she just she took her from her parents and put her yeah. in a castle. Yeah, I mean, she did go and get exactly the things that she asked for she for did. her birthday. Which for she didn't her have birthday, to do that. she was like, "It's a two day trip." Yeah, You're telling me I gotta go all the way over there so you yeah. can get me some paints. <laughs> yeah, all right, and she did it. And she, yeah, she was like, "All right, <laughs> I'll do it." <laughs> like that's and, gonna yeah, make you happy. I'll flower, do it. do it. I'll do it. Keep you yeah. happy so you can keep giving me some youth. Exactly. Sure, why not? <laughs> and but the hilarious part about that whole thing is like, as far as we know, Mother Gossip didn't even leave the castle. So who's she looking young for? You know, like she ain't got a man around. She's not going to find <laughs> herself so nobody. Right. Like it's just her. No, hold on. But she found the ugly duckling pretty quickly. Oh yeah, when she went, when she went, that looking, girl maybe yeah. she went around. Well, it's because like, she travels. And yeah, stuff, you know? it's probably when she goes and gets the paint for for Rapunzel. She like goes and does little trips. So who knows what she does when she's out and about? That's true. Maybe she does some stuff when she's maybe out she and about. got a few boyfriends around. You know, maybe she has a boyfriend <laughs> every hundred might. years. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Yeah, we don't know, but oh, but it is shit. interesting. Like that whole character is interesting. Yeah, I mean, she was obviously manipulative too to Rapunzel. Oh no, so yeah. toxic. Let's be honest. Yeah, here. like she called her fat. Mm-hmm. That, that girl was a twig. Mm-hmm. She called her dorky. What? I'm a yeah. dork all the time. Like, what? That's not a bad thing. Yeah, and Rapunzel has no reference for anything, so she exactly. Even... Yeah, it's, it's just her. But all because she wanted to stay young. Look at that society. Come on, women less age. <clears throat> and be done with it <laughs> the, i think uh they're gonna age regardless <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it's like, not a decision not like, we get to it's make not a decision <laughs> just don't go around stealing babies to try and stay <laughs> yeah don't, exactly don't do that <laughs> Please it's just gonna don't add do more that. stress and make you age quicker <laughs> exactly yeah Let, let's let's leave the babies alone but yeah oh, those man. are some good some really good villains and we're definitely gonna talk more villains yes we're gonna keep talking more villains for part two Mm -hmm. but part two isn't gonna be on my on my podcast part two is gonna be on it's not about me podcast with Mm -hmm. diana Mm -hmm. um it's out now on this beautiful halloween day yes (laughs) ma'am yes ma'am um Please go over there, check out part two. If you're loving this villainous talk, believe me, it's going to continue going. All right? Absolutely. Um, if you liked this episode, um, we're going to put out a poll. I don't know exactly what the poll is going to be just yet because I, I want to pick your brains about some of these villains that we talked about. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be out now. But I don't know what it's going to say yet. We can ask the people. Oh, okay. There you go. He's got an idea. <laughs> we can ask the the people, the people of, of, of the world, who they think, out of all the villains that we talked about, which we'll put all the names in the poll, who do they think is the least villainous villain of those four choices that we talked about? Oh, all right. Let's take a vote and see what the people yeah, have to since say. Since we kind of argued for these villains <laughs> being villains, like it's not their yeah. <laughs> Who's the least villainous though? Now that now that we have some perspective about what causes these villains, what may cause these villains to be villains, who's the least villainous? Who has the least, you know, malintent out of all four? Yeah, yeah. Let us know. Yeah, let us know, guys. Until then, stay creative and have a 
Spooky Halloween. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Bye. Later.